thank you for joining us and welcome to our podcast, NZRP, where today we'll be discussing the socioeconomic disadvantages of today's U.S. citizens. Today is June 7, 2018, and today Zach Gordon and I, Robert Buchanan, from Marin County, California, will delve into this detail. We'll delve into detail on the subject. In the first episode of this 10-part series, we'll be discussing we'll be discussing specifically the socioeconomic disadvantages of today's younger generation. Yeah, and I actually love addressing this topic, Robert, and I'm glad that that you brought it up today because it's really interesting that it has so many rich cases of of people just being tried unjustly because of their economic status. And I know um, we're going to get into it a little bit later into some specific cases that you guys may or may not have heard of. But uh, yeah, I'm excited excited to get this going. Yeah, um, that's a great point. And today I think we should start off with a case that happened back in 2015 um, back at Stanford University. You've oh, probably heard of it. The Brock Turner one? Yeah, yeah, the Brock yeah, Turner yeah, case. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it was about this guy, I believe he was 20 years old or so, mm-hmm. and uh, the saddest part of this case is that the kid who committed the felony uh, rape, he almost got away, like, scoff-free. He only faced up to six months in prison, although he was originally supposed to get 14 years for attempted rape and sexual assault, um, and instead he only got six months with the possibility of parole at three. That's crazy, because so. I actually think he did get off at three months and then was mm-hmm. uh, uh, on parole, which is absolutely insane thinking about the 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 crime he actually committed because uh he should have faced 14 years for what he'd done but obviously we could we're gonna get into it later about what what actually happened but basically when he was first arrested he was arrested for attempted rape and penetration with a foreign object um Mm -hmm. and then he was put into the santa clara county prison that same night and that same night he met a five hundred, $150,000 bail. Wow, that man, that's a that. lot of money. Jeez. That's a lot of money, and that's kind of segueing into into this whole topic of uh, socioeconomic in the courtroom because that's a lot of money to put up on the first night of, uh, of being put in jail. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, socioeconomic factors played a huge role in determining this case. I mean, the, uh, the defendant, he was, you know, a white uh, upper-middle-class male from the East Bay in a pretty wealthy, well-to-do neighborhood. I mean, the average, the median average uh, wage there was about $100,000. Yeah. And, you know, he lived in a really good part, a really good suburb. Which is very, very wealthy. Yeah, it's a very wealthy neighborhood. And so, yeah, I'd I'd like to kind of compare that to Marin County. Um, especially because socioeconomic disadvantages here are, like, huge and ex- ex- extreme, you know? Like, you have people in the canal who are, who are making only, like, $23,500 annually yeah. compared to people in Tiburon who are making, like, upwards of, like, $200,000. That's the median salary, at least. I mean, there's people who are making a whole and lot more. And that's a huge disparity in wages, and that just shows that people... In a theoretical case between like a person from the canal and the and Tiburon, that would lead to probably a landslide victory by Tiburon, just because of the, you know, lawyers that they can afford, people mm-hmm. that they can get. Yeah, like money definitely plays like a huge role in just being able to buy a good lawyer. I mean, it's huge. Plus, like socially, like if you if you're you know living in a predominantly white neighborhood like Marin and stuff, then you'll have people who are like you know your peers and you yeah. kind of relate to them. And and the average lawyer. Uh, cost thir- it cost from thirty five hundred to forty five hundred, mm-hmm. and that's just the average lawyer. So think about it as in the Brock Turner case, he's 
he's he's very wealthy, so he basically can afford be paying he can be paying a lawyer five thousand to six thousand upwards of that even to yeah. get a top of the line like, lawyer to help him reduce his sentence. Yeah, whereas plus it's like hourly too, you know? Exactly. Whereas people whereas other people usually can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they definitely can't afford that. I mean if you if you're working for you know not not that much money then that's like that's a whole lot of money. Like yeah. I remember seeing these cases of people who had to after they went to court and tried to def- and tried to defend themselves, they like you know became homeless. They had to sell their car, sell their house. You yeah, know, they, they had to everything. move and they became homeless because they just couldn't afford either the bail. They couldn't afford a good lawyer as well. Yeah, yeah and so then it kind of just comes down to like not necessarily whether or not the people are correct but like whether or not they can afford afford a good yeah, attorney and a lot to of, a lot get them around of, a lot of poor so. poor uh people who go into court can sometimes they'll get assigned a free lawyer a mm-hmm. free attorney and that's basically what happened uh in this case with calvin uh burdine whose mm-hmm. lawyer slept through the entire slept? case he just slept through it oh my god dude just Jeez. passed out called it a day in the courtroom while they were go- while they were trying to to you know figure out a sentence which is absolutely crazy and it just shows that these lawyers do not care yeah like they're not motivated because they aren't mo- getting paid exactly. i mean i they're believe the average motivated. lawyer uh the average lawyer who doesn't work for who isn't private gets paid only like 11 dollars 35 cents exactly. an hour compared to somebody who's getting paid what was that like 3500 for an average lawyer Yeah, and I mean, there's plenty of these, uh, there's plenty of stories about people who, you know, like, who just can't afford bail as well. I mean, I'm sure you have some statistics on that, right? Yeah, so basically, uh, people, so basically, I I know you're going to talk a little bit about, about some petty crimes that people, mm-hmm. that people can't afford bail, but basically, people, people often plead guilty, uh, in, in the in the courtroom just so they can get out of the case because they cannot afford to keep going to court so that they will sacrifice you know minimal jail time maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe a little bit more than minimal but they'll sacrifice jail time because they literally cannot afford to go to court anymore and they cannot afford to keep going through paying their lawyer yeah and i mean that just kind of adds on to like the the overlying theme here where these people they like it just becomes not necessarily about whether or not the defendant or the prosecutor is guilty or not. It just basically becomes yeah. like a thing about wealth and socioeconomic bias towards the people who are wealthy and the people who can't afford this. Yeah, and I know before we came on here today, you were telling me about this story between uh, a Latino who was driving a car and injured yeah. some of the kids. Yeah, yeah. So uh, back when I used to live in Petaluma, you know, I, I saw this not regularly, but I saw this every once in a while. Um, there's a story about a kid who was driving, you know, his brand new car that his parents got for him, and you know he wasn't necessarily of uh, of a upper class uh, echelon here, but he he was from a you know lower middle class family, mm-hmm. and they got him a new car, and he was driving out with his friends when he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I believe it was like he was 16 or so when the legal age is 17, yeah. and uh, he crashed his car into a tree, and I mean he almost. He killed, I mean, he was speeding too, and he uh, he didn't kill them, but he seriously injured his friends in the car. Yeah. And because his some of his friends were from, you know, middle, upper-class families, they uh, they were able to, like, pull together um, their resources and, like, hire a good lawyer, hire all these all these people to help, 
you know, defend their claim and put this guy away. Not in, not in jail for like a long time, but like yeah. they put him in jail. They put him. They did all these horrible things to him that were just nasty. And I'm assuming he pretty much lost everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the family they lost everything. They had to like get rid of their house. They had to sell that the car that they got him just to be able to like afford to pay. Yeah, all these this just shows that court is actually extremely expensive just to even have a case. Mm-hmm. And it shows that. To even have a case, the lower class families have to put in so much money to uh, on their status. They have to put in so much money just to even have that. Whereas the more wealthy upper middle class people can just they don't even have to think about affording the case because that's already a given. Mm-hmm. And now they can expand on that and get a top of the line lawyer, attorney, you know, yeah. get evidence that's gonna help them reduce their case. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just goes to show like how big money plays. Um, socioeconomic bias plays in a courtroom. That's just really it. I mean, there's just some really start. huge disparities, um, socioeconomically, that is, in today's, in today's generations. And, I mean, hopefully going forward, we can be able to address this as a country, even like as a state in California, yeah. and to try and find laws. And I would say that it's going to be hard because passed. because wealth is always going to be present because they can afford top line lawyers. But I would yeah. say in terms of like trying to make it more fair, just uh-huh. to recognize both sides and not kind of base it off of wealth would be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an accurate thing to try and attack in the courtroom. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of hard. Like, how do you stop people from you know getting, getting good, good lawyers? lawyers? Exactly, it's, it's really it's really hard, and I feel like. We need to try and solve these problems to, exactly. so, to create a better world. So. so that does it for us in episode 1 out of 10 here for our, our uh, podcast. And we'll be back with yeah. you guys next week this yeah, time. Yeah, we hope to see you guys next week on NZRP. This is Rob Buchanan. Zach Gordon signing off.